Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. Haman had presented it to him, would be, uh, was also... Uh, Esther's people. He's un- completely unaware. And so the queen, Queen Esther, a person who has great favor in the king's eyes, so much so that he's agreed two days in a row to banquet with her. She looks at the king and says, King, what I want is I want you to protect my life because I'm going to die. Can you imagine the shock? She says, let my life be given me at my petition." And my people at my request. She says, I'm going to die. My people are going to die. And I need you to intervene. Whoa, can you imagine? Hold on, what's happening? The Bible says in verse 4, she continues, for we are sold. Now, I think this is a fascinating statement. We are sold. I don't know if you remember the, uh, the going back and forth between Haman and Ahasuerus when Haman is tricking the king into letting this edict go out. Haman says, says I'll give you all this money to make up for the money that you're going to lose by losing all these Jews. I'll give you this money. I'll give you this money. I'll give you this money. And so Esther says, we've been sold. We've been sold out for we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed to be slain and to perish. She says, will you please save my life and my people's life? We've been sold. And she begins to use the same words that are used in the command, in the edict that was sent out to be destroyed, to be slain and to perish. Then she says this in verse four, but if we had been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue. She said, now listen, I'm just going to tell you how important this is. She says, King, if you just, if, if the edict had said, we're going to sell the Jews into slavery, men slaves and women slaves, if you're going to save, sell us into slavery, she said, I would have not, I wouldn't have brought that up. I wouldn't have said anything. And the last phrase of verse, uh, number four is a little bit, uh, a little bit confusing, but I think I can help it make sense. The Bible says, she says, if we'd been sold for bondmen and, to- and bondwomen, I'd held my tongue. Although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. That phrase, that, that sentence is a little bit difficult to understand. If we're just going to put it into simple terms, uh, she said, she said, if, if you'd saw, if we'd been sold as bondmen and bondwomen, bondmen and bondwomen, slaves, then I wouldn't have brought up because it wouldn't have been worth the bother. To you, it wouldn't be worth uh, worth. It wouldn't equal out. That word countervail means equal out. The complaint wouldn't be worth the damage that it would do to the king's schedule and the king's demeanor. And she says, "I just I wouldn't have brought it up. It just wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have been worth it. The time it wouldn't have been worth your time. But look, king, they want to take they want to take my life." The edict takes my life. The edict takes my people's life. The edict takes Mordecai's life. All the Jews are in danger. The Bible says in verse 5, Then the king Ahasuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he? And where is he? 
that durst presume in his heart to do so. Now, if we were to answer honestly, verse number five, uh, the king could have, she could have said, you need to look in the mirror, you big dummy. But Esther is a person that doesn't only have a beautiful face, but she's bright. And she understands that Haman has, uh, has coerced the king into doing something that he doesn't completely understand. And when the king says, who is he? Where is he? Esther, with great boldness, Esther, with great boldness, speaks up. The Bible says in verse number six, Esther said, the adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. I want to take just a moment and talk to you for just a second about Esther's courageous stand. Can you imagine the guts it took to put this on? Now, her people have been praying, and Mordecai and his people have been praying, and she's got the courage up to do the right thing. And I'll just tell you, when you decide to do the right thing and take a stand and trust in the Lord and believe the Lord and believe God in his ways, it pays. It's right. And Esther courageously stands for the glory of God. You know, it's easy to be a Christian in a church house. But it's hard out in public. It's hard at work. But we should. We should determine we're going to live boldly for the glory of God. Somebody I love dearly tells a story of a man that he worked with. And he says this man was so well-meaning. It was a man that worked on a traveling construction crew. And the man was bothered at, uh, because the friend that I have was working with him and he was a Christian. It was, he was clearly a Christian. He didn't cuss like the rest of them. He didn't act like the rest of them. He didn't cheat like the rest of them. And uh, this well-meaning man came up to my friend and said, said, hey, listen, while we're traveling at week and gone during the week, he said, we should, you should be one of the boys. You should be one of the guys. You know, you should try to get along with all these guys. They're wild. They're mean. They're, uh, you should try to be. And this guy, he said, for example, he said, I'm a Christian. And on the weekends, I go to church. I dress up. And I don't cuss. And I do the right things on the weekends. But when I get out with the boys, I just have to, I just have to learn how to get along. Let me tell you something. That is an erroneous philosophy of the Christian life. That's Phariseeism. It's hypocrisy. Hey, listen, it's sin. And if you act one way in front of the preacher and act another way in front of somebody else, shame on you. Shame on you. I'll just tell you point blank. I just assume you act like you all the time, whether I'm around or not. And remember something. God Promise when you got saved, he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Don't forget it. I got to help us to be the kind of people who live for Jesus. No matter who we're around. Who live for Jesus, no matter whether we're with people or alone. That's a convicting statement and thought. I got to help us to courageously stand for God and his glory. And I'm so thankful for Esther. You know what Esther did? Esther got up the nerve and got up the guts and trusted in God and did what was right. 
and it's going to reap eternal dividends. Esther's going to make an impression on the largest nation at this time because of her stand for God. And Esther is going to make an impression on the hearts of people like us 3,000 plus years later at the Chihuahua Baptist Church. Why? Because she courageously stood for the Lord. Esther courageously stands. Number two, Ahasuerus writes a wrong. Now, I'm not telling you that Ahasuerus is some godly example, but I am interested to look into the life of Ahasuerus because Ahasuerus now is placed between a rock and a hard place, and I'm confident that he makes the right decision. And actually, I believe that God helps him make the right decision. Ahasuerus. Now look with me in verse 7. So the Bible says now that Haman has been exposed, verse 7, that the king arising from the banquet of wine and his wrath went into the palace garden. Now you could just imagine here that the king is very angry. He's putting a bunch of pieces together. All in, in the last few sentences that have come out of Esther's mouth, he realizes that he's been hoodwinked by uh, none other than Haman himself. He realizes that he's made a terrible mistake. He realizes that this is a big problem and he realizes that Haman is to blame and he is angry and he jumps up to his feet and he's mad as a hornet. The Bible says that in wrath he went into the palace garden, verse number seven, and Haman stood up to make requests for his life to Esther the queen. Haman's terrified. He stands up to make requests for his life to Esther the queen, for he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king, verse number eight. Then the king returned out of the palace garden. He stomped out and stomps back in into the place of the banquet of wine. And Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was. Now, this is the picture you've got to see. Oh, Haman, he is all to pieces. And he's made one last horrible move. When the king steps out, stomps out, I should say, while Haman is begging for his life from Esther, you can imagine Esther must be stretched out on some... Uh, chase-like bed uh, for this banquet of wine, and they've had their conversation and their comfort. Haman stood up from wherever he was at, and now he's fallen on the bed where Esther is. So when the king stomps out, Haman hasn't even stood up yet, but when the king stomps back in, Haman is not, has, has not only left the place where he was seated, he stood up, and now he's fallen on his face, and he's on the same bed with Esther the queen. <laughs> Not very smart. There's old Jewish fables that believe that God pushed Haman on the bed of Esther. It's kind of interesting to read and hear about these things. But what you see is what I see and what Ahasuerus saw when he came back in to the banquet. There's Haman laying on his bed on the same bed with his wife. Now, this is an interesting thought. There's no doubt Haman's one. How in the world do I re how in the world do I hang the man that's just doing what I told him to do? By the official edict, it was the word of the king that all the Jews would be slain. How do I deal with a man? You can imagine the news report. Ahasuerus doubles back on own decision and punishes underling because of it. You know, it's 
so at any rate, here's what happens. He leaves thinking, how am I going to reconcile this? He comes back in and the problem has taken care of itself because Haman has committed a crime against his queen. Haman's laying on the same bed with Queen Esther. The Bible says in verse number seven, sorry, in verse number eight, the king returned out of the palace garden into the palace of the banquet of wine, and Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was. Then said the king, will he force the queen also before me in the house? The Bible says, as the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And Harbona, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, Behold, also the gallows, 50 cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. I'm thankful to see something. Ahasuerus righted a wrong. I'm sad to say that I've met many times through the years people who are too proud to right a wrong. Too proud to say, I'm sorry. Too proud to say, I've made a mistake. Too proud to back up and fix something that they did, whether it was ignorantly or sinfully. Too proud to fix something that they've messed up. You know something that God's people should become very acquainted with? Apologizing. If you ever met somebody that won't say, I'm sorry, let me tell you something, that's not the spirit of a Christian. Look, you're going to make mistakes. And I'm sorry, and I messed up, and the idea and notion that I can make mistakes is something that all of us should be very keenly aware of. And I'm thankful that King Ahasuerus is willing to right or wrong. Now, we don't see him say, I'm sorry. We don't see him come back and say, Esther, I sure did blow this one. But we do see him make the necessary judgments and the necessary changes in order to right a wrong that he had caused. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, Visit us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chill Howie Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.